This is a broadcast of Holland United Church of Christ. At Holland UCC, we seek to open the mind and engage the heart. We are a community of justice, peace, and affirmation in Holland, Michigan, where everyone is welcome to the table. Now, normally, uh, the Gospel reading on Epiphany Sunday is Matthew 2 and the visit of the Magi. However, we're going with the lectionary text for New Year's Day, which was just yesterday, and I think fits in with our theme this morning. Holy Gospel according to Matthew 25. When the Son of Man comes in his glory and all the angels with him, then he will sit on the throne of glory. All the nations will be gathered before him and he will separate people one from another as a shepherd separates the sheep from the goats. And he will put the sheep at his right hand and the goats at his left. Then the king will say to those at his right hand, Come you that are blessed by my father, inherit the kingdom prepared for you from the foundation of the world. For I was hungry, and you gave me food. I was thirsty, and you gave me something to drink. I was naked and you gave me clothing. I was sick and you took care of me. I was in prison and you visited me. Then the righteous will answer him, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry and gave you food or thirsty and gave you something to drink? And when was it that we saw you a stranger and welcomed you or naked and gave you clothing? And when was it that we saw you sick or in prison and visited you? And the king will answer them, Truly, I tell you, just as you did it to one of the least of these members of my family, you did it to me. Then he will say to those at his left hand, You that are accursed, depart from me into the eternal fire, prepared for the devil and his angels. For I was hungry, and you gave me no food. I was thirsty, and you gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger, and you did not welcome me. Naked, and you did not give me clothing. Sick and in prison, and you did not visit me. Then they will also answer, Lord, when was it that we saw you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked or sick or in prison and did not take care of you? And he will answer them, Truly I tell you, just as you did not do it to one of the least of these, you did not do it to me. And these will go away into eternal punishment, but the righteous into eternal life. For the word of God in scripture, for the word of God among us, the word of God within us. Thanks be to God. Well, friends, here we are. 2022, a new year, a clean slate. Just wanting to check in to see how you're doing today. How are you feeling? Feel free to jump in in the comments. I'm wondering, are you motivated for this new year? Are you excited, ready to rock? Got a list of resolutions ready to go? Or maybe do you feel you're kind of limping into this new year? How are things feeling for you now that the calendar has turned over? Maybe the idea of resolutions makes you feel like 
withering. Maybe it was all you could do to get through last year and you're on survival mode rather than thrive mode. And maybe it's somewhere in between. Sherry says, feeling unbelievably fortunate. Judy says, I'm tiptoeing in cautiously. Of course, I'm sure you saw the meme that said 20, you know, that moment when I realized 2022 sounds just like 2020 also. <laughs> and none of us, of course, wants a redo of 2020, nor even of 2021. We want a brand new year that's more hopeful and more positive and filled with more possibilities. Not that those years were entirely bad, but, you know, enough said. So I think I'm somewhere in between feeling, you know, ready to go and, and feeling like I'm kind of limping into the new year. Not ready to tear the roof off. Not ready to take a list of 10 audacious goals and hit them all by February. I'm tired. A bit weary. But hopeful. Hopeful. Hopeful because a new year is here. And we made it. We made it. Right? A global pandemic did not prevent us from getting this far, nor did political shenanigans, nor did town hall or school board meetings, nor even the passing of Betty White. May she rest in peace. We're here. Despite everything, we're here. So now what? What does 2022 hold? Well, obviously none of us knows that, but maybe a, a better question is, what do we want it to hold? What do we want it to hold? Because accomplishments, of course, rarely happen by accident. They require planning and goals and taking steps toward meeting them. Even if we're not feeling motivation in this moment, Maybe we have personal goals for this year, maybe some professional goals, exercising more, binging Netflix less, maybe losing weight, maybe getting organized, maybe joining a club, maybe getting a new job or pursuing a promotion. Maybe we have the goal of writing a book in the new year. And any or all of those, of course, are great goals to have. And, and maybe by June or July, we'd be in a position to evaluate how we're doing or how we're not doing. But in our text today, Jesus is envisioning a time when we come under evaluation or judgment for our actions. And really, none of it has to do with how much we stay in shape or whether we climbed the corporate ladder. It has to do with how we treat each other. 
It's actually that simple. How well did we treat each other? And especially, how did we treat our neighbors who are the most vulnerable? Now, as good Western Christians, we may be tempted to turn even this into some sort of personal goal setting. I'm going to volunteer X number of hours, or I'm going to donate X amount of money or something of that sort. Of course, those would be very good goals to set. And if you have resolutions, right, those would be great to add to the list. But what Jesus is envisioning here in our text is not judging how we as individuals act. It is a collective or communal judgment. Verse 32 says, All the nations shall be gathered before him. And so the question Jesus is really asking is, what kind of society are you forming? What are you doing collectively as a community, as a country, as humanity? And on this Epiphany Sunday, we ask, how is the light of Christ shining in and through us? Brian Zond, in his assessment of this uh, chapter of Matthew 25, notes that once you see that Jesus has his own political agenda, his own vision for arranging human society, his own criteria, criteria for judging nations, then it's impossible to give your heart and soul to the power-based, win-at-all-costs partisan politics that so often call for our allegiance. And so he notes it's, it's very important to differentiate Jesus' vision of the kingdom of God from any of our political parties. We must not make our faith subservient to conventional political power. And secondly, and this is important and often misunderstood, this is not some far off, distant evaluation. Now, we can be tempted, of course, to read this as an end times judgment, right? It talks, Jesus says, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, right? It's easy to read it that way as something happening far in the distance. That's kind of what it sounds like. But that involves failing to understand Jesus' language around when the Son of Man comes. And when he uses this language around the Son of Man, Zond and other scholars note this, this was not about some far-off, distant second coming, but about the reign of God that Jesus was establishing right then and there. It's not a parable Jesus is telling about some far-off future scenario. It's a parable about what is always happening. It is how Jesus is looking at and evaluating the world right now. It's a judgment right now of how collectively we are serving our neighbors. And so two key things, I think, in reading this. Uh, it's not individual. 
and it's not some far off distant future. It's about what kind of society we are creating in this moment right now. And of course, I could run through a litany of how the U.S., for example, is failing in regard to poverty, affordable housing, healthcare, incarceration, racism, climate change, and the like. But in many ways, I think we're already quite familiar with all of that. And a lot of the work many of us do is try to address that at some level. The point for us today, I think, on this first Sunday of a brand new year, on this Epiphany Sunday, is to step back and take the broader, more hopeful view. And in stepping back to align our personal goals and resolutions with the communal vision that Jesus outlines. One great example, I think, of aligning the personal with the communal is what happened yesterday across our community. John Ornay created this beautiful initiative in which he invited people across our community to exercise in any way, shape, or form on New Year's Day for 20 minutes and 22 seconds, hence 2022, and to share that on social media. And every time uh, someone did that, I believe up to the first 500 people, he had invited community partners to donate $20.22 to Community Action House to help in the service of blessing our neighbors, especially our most vulnerable neighbors. And so he invited a number of organizations to sign on as donors, and this spread from just a single person with a New Year's resolution of maybe exercising or doing something good into a whole community coming together to make a difference. And so I saw many pictures of you out uh, going for a walk, exercising, running. Some of you danced. So Ryan Kuja was out surfing, God bless you, in this freezing cold weather. Even Christy and I got out for a walk out in the back 40, and it was cold, and we might not have gotten out otherwise. And so it was a beautiful invitation. And this, right, beautifully aligned with a personal goal of getting in shape, along with a broader goal of how can we care collectively for our neighbors. So much broader than just how can I improve me, but rather how can we improve us? In many ways, a beautiful picture of creating the kind of flourishing humanity that Jesus envisions. Right? One where we know that if one of us is hungry, all of us are hungry. If one of us is cold, all of us are cold. If one of us is alone and imprisoned, we are all alone and imprisoned. And it's that kind of collective vision of human flourishing that might be the kind of resolutions we need in this year and in the years to come. And so while we may not be feeling the New Year's resolution vibe, let us resolve to let the light of Christ shine a little brighter today in us than it did yesterday. Let us resolve that when we have the opportunity 
to help someone else, no matter how small, we will do it. Let us resolve that love will guide us, not greed. Let us resolve that compassion will guide us, not fear. Let us resolve that hospitality will lead the way, not hostility. And friends, let us resolve that when we ourselves are hurting, when we ourselves need help, when we're not okay, that we'll say so. We'll say so. Epiphany Sunday traditionally remembers the manifestation of Christ to the nations as the Magi, representing the Gentiles, right, the wise men, so to speak, uh, come from afar to acknowledge and worship the child. So the question for us today is, how is Christ present in our nation, in our community, in our neighborhoods? And that answer is up to us as a collective. And so if our single resolution this year is to seek a greater we rather than a greater me, I think we're off to a great start. Amen. And may it be so. invited to join us for worship on Sunday mornings at 10 a.m. streaming on Facebook. You can also watch these messages on the Holland UCC YouTube channel. And for more information, how to get involved, or to support our work, like us on Facebook or visit hollanducc.org. Mm-hmm.